Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. How about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 86 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are Stephen Wojciewicz. Still glad to see that that don't try until you had it is still kicking around. Bill Fougere, no crickets today. Nick Lurita, just here. My microphone's working, I think. Yeah, it is. Static crickets. No, no, no static. Thank you for calling the microphone support hotline. I appreciate that. Uh, so, um, I'm I I am back, but Sam Rosen might still be on the moon. Uh, early see. Good to see Sam is in midseason form. Uh, with this call. On the four check for Anaheim. Rangers move up with it. Sabanajad to Kreider. All the way across Panarin. Pumpwa checks in. Through to Sabanajad. Pass down low. They score! Frank Petrello into the power play. <laughs> that was not last year's playoff goal. That was a goal from this <laughs> thing. The first goal for the New York Rangers tonight scored by Vincent Trocek, not Frank Wait, Petrano. Sec- Ooh. Oh, Sam is in oh. midseason. Was that, was that Trocek's first goal as a Ranger? No, okay. No. Well, it was his first goal at home, but oh. they've been talking about Strong and um and Vetrano so much in the pregame and, and in, in the beginning of the first period that any one of us could have made that mistake. No, no. Uh did he ever acknowledge? Did he go on to acknowledge? Oh, that that wasn't Petrano. That was yeah. Actually, yeah. I it, it, let me. It might be on here. Fifteen minutes later, it was not long after. It was like uh, no, they, 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 kind of, they cut it. They cut it. He yeah. he did own up to it. Did I say Petrano? <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those. Uh, was did, did Petrano wear it the same number? Nope. Nope. Nope, 16, we watched <laughs> Strom's number. But uh, okay. oddly enough, when when um, Vetrano scored later on in the uh, in the first period, he said Vetrano. Oh, he should have evened things up. Like a <laughs> right. referee, he should have evened it up. You're right. He should have said Trocek. Trocek. <laughs> and, then, and then the people at MSG for the replays, they could have just cut both the calls and flip-flopped them. Yeah, they could have just swapped it out. Yeah. Ah, uh, but like I said, good to see Sam Rosen is in season forms. Not even, not even a guy on the team. It's no, so he's not a, but at least it was a guy that was playing in the game. Does that, does that count? Yeah, no, no, that counts. That counts. Oh, Mencia is fun. That's like high school level announcing. Oh, I think he's more than high school level. No. Just old. saying somebody's name who's not even on the team it's no just old and they're like they've been talking all about it it's an honest no. mistake hang them up Sam. it happens hang them up brendan yeah. brendan burke needs a 15th job <laughs> <laughs> all right let's have some fun with spreadsheets jesus christ bill can you text enough about what? fucking what? spreadsheets i was having fun but that but i i went and put this whole spreadsheet together so that all i had to do was copy paste the standings from a particular website and then refresh. And then Nick had to go one up me anyway. So like my 15 second auto, Holy 15 shit. second refresh, he's got it fully automated. I don't even think he was trying, but how much like Milton did he just sound? 
<laughs> I believe you have my stapler. stapler. <laughs> I was told I that know. I could listen to music at a reasonable value. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have the uh, I don't have the spreadsheet open. Maybe I should have had the spreadsheet open, but I have the screenshot. Is this oh still God, relevant? So there was no there was no games yesterday. There was no it, games. Yeah, so there's no games. No, this no, thing no, is no, still no. relevant. I'm yeah, still in is. last place. Oh. I suck. Well, those fire Lindy Ruff, and I, I, I was, I thought Zegris was <laughs> injured, but I guess he's not. And you know, I, I, I always have the, uh, the Coyotes to fall back on, so that'll be good. Yeah, I, I good, picked good really fucking teams. I maybe I should have wrote it down and actually seen who I was picking because these. <laughs> Fucking terrible teams. My God. Well, Steve has uh incredibly two teams that are combined 0 and 7 at this huh. point in the season, which I don't I didn't realize was possible already. What did I guess Columbus and San Jose play each other twice? Was it? They're 0 and Aaron? 7? No, they didn't play each other because they're, they're no, no, I know I they can't, yeah, they couldn't combined. have played each other. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm an idiot. I should have realized that. But it's <laughs> how is it that they're 0 and 7, 0 and 3 and 0 and 4? I was like, some teams haven't played. I've only played one game so far. They because well, Columbus. Did, well, who does one of them played in the overseas? The, no, the Sharks. Columbus, the Sharks yeah. lost. The Sharks lost both games to who Nashville. Lost both, right? Yeah. Wow, so wild. Well, Tom, you knew we were not going by golf scoring, right? Where least amount of wins, Tom least amount of points wins. Listen, the season just started. I have I'm confident. Just checking. I just I'm make confident sure in almost every page. one of these teams except for Arizona. Almost everyone. But Nick, sure. you're off to a fucking flying start. 27 points already? Good lord, man. Yeah, so since the viewer or listeners can't see it, currently I'm in first place 27 points. Uh, Bill is in, eight, in second. Ty with Steve for 18 points each. And Tom is coming in last with 14 points. And what we're basing this off of is just the uh, total number of points each team has uh, that we've selected. So we selected eight, we each selected eight teams, and that's currently uh, we just we have a running total of all of their points going forward. So that's maybe that's just how we're going just maybe the marketing department will send out the list so the listeners Let's can see. follow along. Wow, you said you said that plural. Well. I know of at least two, so I, wow. I can I can with confidence say Woo-hoo. listeners. Wow, I, I work with at least two. Oh yeah, well I I work from. It's home. a groundswell. I think that's what they call it. Oh yeah, no, nobody in my home office listens to the show. You are the, <laughs> you work you you're the only one. Ryan's on the show. That's what I said. Well, yeah, Ryan is. Ryan if Ryan wants to have a a segment called Riddles with. I told him no get his own damn podcast he can he can try out one week <laughs> and if we like it we'll say thank you and goodbye uh you are really gonna put him through all this ridicule yeah he's, he's 10 <laughs> good he's, he's 10. asking for it he's gotta learn he wants to do it oh. he knows who he's getting involved with all right I'll, i will let him know he's got one shot next week okay. billy how, can you get a intro song for him oh he does <laughs> hell yeah it's called what's it called riddles with ryan Riddles with ryan riddles with ryan i I could do it yeah all right all right let's ride the metro sponsored by nestle quick hello 
Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. All right, Steve. It's been two games. Lindy Ruff's got to go, right? I appreciate you putting me out of my misery early in the segment. But yeah, that way you can go slam your head in the door. I wrote a title for my segment today. You know what the title is? It's Ruff being the devil's coach. Oh, Lindy Ruff. Wow. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. Plan words. How shitty do you feel getting booed during intros of the season opener <laughs> and then during the third period having to sit through a half full arena screaming fire Lindy? You That's got to make you feel like shit, right? Well, it should. Because over the course of 140 games that he's coached, they've lost 78 of them in regulation and another 16 in overtime. Oof. Not good. Wait, Billy, check his math. Is that good? Um, it is negative goodness. So <laughs> especially when the heir apparent is standing right next to you on the bench. You guys, your teams all have assistant coaches, right? Oh, yeah. Does any of them have an associate coach? No. Because that's what Brunette's official title is. That's like having a podcast with a co-host. Who the fuck does that? All right. It's, everybody knows it's Tom's podcast, and yeah. we're all just underlings. It's, it's just been more of the same. The goaltending has been less than spectacular, to say the least. And defensive zone coverage has just been atrocious. Um, guys coming down, you know, cutting down the, the center of the ice, completely wide open for passes. Guys putting home rebounds on the crease with no defense near them. Just way too much puck watching in these two games. They got Anaheim tomorrow. We're hoping they can right the ship. Um, coming off a game against the Rangers, it's always nice to get a, a team on the second half of back-to-backs, even though it didn't help us too much with the Red Wings. Um, on the plus side, Holt scored, so it was nice for him to get that first goal off his back. Jack's been looking fantastic with the puck, dancing around everybody. And Brat's got three three points on the team's four goals. So looking forward to maybe Zetterlin being in the lineup tomorrow. And again, like I said, capitalize on uh, getting Anaheim off of back-to-back games. It looks like the Rangers just scored or Tom's just um, found out got, he won the lottery, one or the other. Mika again from the office. That's in Scranton. <laughs> that's well. <true. laughs> so that's 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 how things are right now. Just really shitty. Um, 
and uh, and looking forward to them bouncing back because they have to do something productive. Well, who who was in charge of the power play last year? Recky. Well, it's got to be like ten times better this year, right? It still seems like the same system. It's you know defenseman at the point, Hughes at the point, Hamilton gets him the puck and he comes in with the puck on his outside, outside offhand. You know, his his hand towards the board rather than towards the center of the ice, which yeah, I, you I still that. don't you understand. That. You hate that. Um, Holtz's goal was a power play goal, so that was good, but it was on the rush. So, you know, was it a true power play goal where they set him up for it? Not really, but it was a, a man advantage goal. So you're saying it wasn't coaching? Well, I, all right, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's I'm too. Gonna, I think it's too early. I think it's early. too early for that. Yeah, I, I I do agree too. Um, that it is a little early, especially with he sure haven't been out for a lion's share of the preseason and him being on power play one, so they didn't get to work on it. Right, as soon as they fire Lindy Ruff, I'm sure they'll they'll change a lot of things. They're gonna fire him, and then they'll you know come up with some cohesive lines. Here's another thing: they had Holtz, Palat. And he and uh Hughes together all training camp. And then when game one happens, he drops Holtz down to the fourth line. That's what why <laughs> why have him be on the first line during training camp if you're gonna do that? Doesn't make sense. But but look, yeah, I, I'm blaming your GM on this one. He he knew better last year than to bring Ruff back because go two games into the season and already think about firing a coach if that was the case you should have been fired last year and guy come in here for the beginning of the, the brunette season. the brunette signing happened i think too late in the off season for him to take over control from day one yeah but even at the end of last season fitzgerald said hey rough is rough is our coach for next year so this one's on your gm too if you say so, I don't know. There was nobody else out there that was worth it at the time, so that's what he had to say. There anybody? No, there, there's got to be somebody. Anybody would have been worth it. Got to be somebody else worth it before Shit, you. Tortorella was still so. out there at that time, wasn't he? Torts, Torts was <sighs> never coaching this team. Never. <laughs> Hey, but you got to get creative too. Like you, you don't want to just go with the same recycled coaches. I mean, you should have somebody uh, maybe in your in your minor league system that you Kevin have Kevin Deneen like Kevin Deneen would have been an option, but again, I don't think he's been a head coach long enough. Even if it's an interim coach, I think it's it's still better than what you have in rough. And you knew what you had in rough. Yeah. No. It's well, I nobody wanted him back. You no. Know, in the fan base, that's for sure. Nobody wanted him back, as evident by the fact that. He gets booed during intros. That wasn't just off of the Philly game. As much as I fuck doubles, I didn't want him back for you. Yeah. No, I, I believe you said good thing you guys brought him back, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you you were reveling in that, if I remember. Because I knew what a monumentally yeah. stupid idea that was. Yeah. Well, Devils, you get what you deserve. Good job, Fitz. Turning it around this week. Maybe, maybe you got uh, what, you got Anaheim tomorrow night. You got the the Islanders on Thursday, yeah, and, and then San Jose uh, Sharks next Saturday. Yeah. yeah, those those definitely are teams. Maybe the Islanders. I don't know. Might be a, a tough guys, but I would agree. But it doesn't get easier after that for sure. For that. Speaking of the Icelanders, 
off to a kind of a uh, 50-50 start there. Yeah, I would say actually, you know, even with the the first loss of the year to uh, to Florida, it was a, uh, a really good game. They played really well, um, really pushed it, uh, pushed Florida in the first period, and you know, kind of really kept on the whole game. Uh, ended up being three one with empty netter, so really one goal game the whole game. Uh, even when the Isles got a tied it back up at late in the um, was it early in the third period? Uh, the the I think it was the early third period. Um, the, uh, the Panthers scored like right back right afterwards. So it was a very short lived kind of tie game after that point, but it was, it was scoreless for most, for like half the game. I also put, put a lot of pressure on them, came out really, really, really a lot of jump on their, you know, uh, in their game. And, um, what we've started to see, and it really carried over into the second game is the defense really getting in, involved in the game, in the play. Um, only goal from the Isles in the, in the first game was, uh, from Dobson. And then in the second game, in the blowout against um, uh, the Ducks, six goals from the defense. Um, two from Mayfield, two from Salo. I mean, uh, Mayfield had what, three all last year? Three all last year, two this game. Now, that's a funny thing, the way it happens. You know, sometimes guys just, you know, get goals. But hey, man, he stepped it up in the, in the Jim jumping up into the, into the, um, the play really. That always is a big deal for, I think, a lot of teams. And one of the things they talked about, the players talked from the Isles in the offseason, was that, you know, there's a certain way to play in the NHL that's winning right now. It's being very aggressive. And I think that really translates to getting your defense involved. And, I mean, we've seen that year after year after year, and the best teams typically have a defense that can really jump into play, be that, you know, extra guy coming in and, and get back on D and, you know, do all the little things. But, you know, they – they're with, with the way the Isles are, you know, players are talking about it and seeing it in action. I'm, I'm excited now because it's like, you know, one of the things that sucks watching the team is when they were sitting back so much, um, you know, defensively and, you know, that shell um, very rarely really defensemen jumping into the play. Um, and this was a little very different and that looked a little better and um, it really paid off in the, in the second game. Um, now, obviously two games in, but the team looks, uh, looks locked in already they look ready to really push um losing to florida you know that's supposed to be one of the best teams in the league so i'm not really concerned about that they really played really well with them the whole game um blew out the team they need to blow out the ducks uh ducks getting blown out again tonight against the rangers they need to do that um, they'll rebound tomorrow I, now that i see they're getting crushed <laughs> after already being crushed they're going to score six the ducks are scoring six tomorrow write it down uh, well, listen, they're, they're good offense, man. They got some good kids and, and they, they're just going to have those. They're going to, they're very much like the devils. They're a very similar team. I think right now they're going to, they got the potential, but they, they got a lot long way to go. This so, Kumquat kid. I, I like saying his name. He's on the ducks. He's got a really good shot. I, I don't think that's his real name, but that's yeah. But it's what it sounded like. Sam was saying all night was Kumquat. <laughs> well, uh, so next week we got uh San Jose. Uh, and Jersey on Thursday, and then Tampa and Florida on the weekend. Sorry, sorry, a uh, Saturday Sunday back to back. So that's going to be uh, a fun one. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, we're doing. Are we? Are you guys talking about the, uh, the next segment? Are you going to talk about your players as well for the surprises, or are you going to do that right now? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I we if you uh, if you have a a, a just keep it uh, i'll i'll uh, i'll i'll save mine until that segment how's that 
Is that right? Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, because I'll just this the wise will be kind of short. So let's do that. Yep, no problem. Uh, listen, the Rangers are uh, are a really fun team to watch, and uh, they they may be a, a little bit better than I was giving them credit for, at least early on, early early in the season. I know they don't they they haven't typically had really hot starts to the beginning of the season, but uh, man, you 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 beat a good team in Tampa on on opening night on home ice, and then you you back that up by really really putting a hurting on minnesota uh in in their home opener only to lose a back-to-back in a, on a relatively close game in winnipeg uh winnipeg scored a, a late one in the third period to really uh pull ahead and then score on the empty net and then do what you're supposed to do which it seems like they are in in taking care of ducks as it's 6-4 right now um this team is fast they're fast on the puck and they got aggressive defense, and that's exactly what I have written down. And it kind of amplifies what Nick says. The good teams have defense that joins the rush and really puts the pressure on you. And not only are they doing that with their defense, they're dealing with their team speed. And that one-two punch of that uh, Zibanejad line and now the Trocheck line. Um, good luck if you're trying to shut down one. The other one's going to score and and have four points on you. So right now, early on, they got really, really good balance. Uh, Kako on the top line, going hard to the uh, going hard to the hard areas. Um, he seems to have better balance this year. Steve, you talked about you know Jack Hughes in the first two years, him kind of getting pushed down and falling down a lot, um, almost looking like a, a newborn giraffe out on the ice. And, and Kako was like that too. But this year, it just seems like he he seems more you know stronger on his skates just like you know Hughes did I think starting last year Hughes started to get a little stronger on his skates I think mm-hmm. Kako is finally getting into that um the power play again this year is it's, it's going to be a juggernaut for for teams to try and defend um Panarin early points leader w- tied with uh tied with Sidney Crosby uh not tied anymore after a four-point night so far by Panarin um and and look, he just he just makes people better on his line. And I know I gave them a little a little shit for not putting Trocheck and uh, and Panarin on the on the same line, and thought they were going to have a little a little trouble with their chemistry early on. But that doesn't seem to happen have happened. And uh, I think it's really easy to play with with Panarin. I think. Uh, and and this Chrysler, a good faceoff team. What the hell happened? Oh One- no. That was such a telling stat last year. Of course it was. Uh, but look, Trocek was was a good face-off guy last year, so you're importing a guy who was already exponentially better than your second-line center last year. Zibanejad got better over the year, over the offseason. And I got to tell you, young Philip Heedle, really good on draws so far this year. Game one, they were 64% on draws, and their shooting and their shots on goal are astronomically more than what they had last year. So – you look at those two stats, right? Winning face-off and, and shots on goal, equal wins. That's important um, for, for Heedle, too, because this is a make-or-break year for him. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it's just the third year in a row it's a make-or-break for, for young Philip Heedle. But, listen, th- game one, 64% on draws. Third goal, game two, they had 50% on draws and 35 shots on goal. Uh, and in game three, they, you know, fell under the uh, 50% mark for the first time. They had 49% on faceoffs and 41 shots on goal. You, you're generating a lot of offense by winning, by winning 
Um, and just shoot, baby. That's been the mantra all year. What What's not working, you ask? Uh, Kratzoff. And, it's Tom. Tom. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. What's not working? I, listen, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Kratzoff. He got injured in that first game. Took a uh, took from um, from uh, one of the defensemen on Tampa, and uh, kind of looked like he got him in, in the neck and he was strained neck or something like that. But he's been uh, he's been out since the opening night, and um, I don't know. Frenier goes on the right side with with Panarin and uh, and Trocheck and starts to produce. So it, this, this may be spelling the beginning of the end for, uh, for Kratzoff yet again. Um, so maybe I'm in a deal uh, because you can't send him down. He's got, he's on a one-way deal with the Rangers. So he would need waivers to go down to Hartford. They're just not going to put him on waivers. It's not going to happen. They're going to trade him before they put him on waivers. So this, this, again, sometimes injuries are, are, are the catalysts for uh for things to to start to come together and uh that was split up the kid line putting Lafreniere on the right side of of Panarin and Trocheck so it seems like it's it's working for sure um coming this week you got the Ducks tonight which seems like it's under a minute to go right now 6-4 uh that seems like it's in the book with a win then you got San Jose on on Thursday evening and the Columbus Blue Jackets at a uh a 5 p.m start on on Sunday so uh so that's what's upcoming for New York Rangers. Bill, Penguins unbeaten still. Did they beat Montreal tonight? Oh, boy. They're going into overtime oh, man. as they we speak. It. Oh. They did. They did. Um, but, yeah, previous to tonight, the Penguins uh, were undefeated. They had won each of their games by an identical score of 6-2, to two. Um, uh, starting uh, against the uh, – the hell do they play to start the season? Oh, the Arizona, Arizona. Coyotes. Uh, and then they, but then they beat the much tougher Tampa Bay Lightning by the same score. Uh, presumably much tougher, tougher Tampa Lightning. Uh, so a uh, couple of successful home games to start the season. Um, the six goals in each of those games were scored by six different players. Uh, until tonight, they didn't have anybody score multiple goals in the game. And tonight in the game that is 2-2 going into overtime, Evgeny Malkin had uh, both of the goals. Um, so, uh, he leads the team in goal scoring now with three. Um, but yeah, everything, uh, everything came out, clicking on all cylinders for the Penguins, uh, the, the offense at, at even strength and, and the power play, um, uh, Crosby started the season, uh, I think 21st or 22nd on the all-time scoring list. And he's started to, uh, make his way up. He, he passed, um, well, in addition to passing Alexander Ovechkin, who's, maybe on his way to passing Crosby again back tonight. Uh, he's because Ovechkin's having a big game tonight. Um, he passed uh, Dougie Gilmore and uh, now he's uh, five. Dougie Gilmore? Adam Oates. Yep. Uh, so uh, he's, he's moving up the all-time list with, uh, as he had six points in the first two games. Uh, no points tonight in Montreal. Montreal's playing a really tough game and uh, and they shut down the Crosby line. Uh, so far and uh and now we're in three on three as we speak um so that's casey to smith and goal tonight bill casey the smith yes did get the start played very well um you know actually montreal's playing well and and the smith was really challenged really kept him in the game uh for the first like half of the game he did kind of fall asleep on the first goal that the canadian scored 
Um, he thought he had the puck under him, I guess, and was just sitting there frozen waiting for a whistle. And the puck was just sitting there for somebody to, to tap in a uh, couple feet to his left, I guess. But uh, other than other than that one little mistake, he's he's made a lot of tough saves. So he uh, deserves uh, some credit for a good game tonight. Um, but, you know, and we'll see how it goes. Um, so the other player that's really been performing well at the start of the season, Evgeny Malkin. Um, and it's just like a reminder of, you know, as much as I've complained about him, I, I do complain about him a lot. Um, when he's healthy, when he's feeling it, he's, he's still elite. It's just, it's a shame. It's a shame that I know that, you know, probably in the near future, but certainly before the season ends that he's going to get dinged up. Uh, and, and it really affects his game when he's not physically at hundred percent. He's, he's mentally kind of loses it as well. Uh, so, uh, but you know, so far so good with Malkin having a, a really terrific, um, uh, first few games and including the the two goal game that he's uh, had tonight and uh over to the third line um the depth there uh you know uh Kasperi Kapanen um is playing really well too so a, a guy who really struggled uh last season scoring um we knew he had really good um chemistry with uh Jeff Carter but he he had good chemistry but not confidence uh and now he's so far it looks really confident as well. So he scored uh, in the last game and he set up a really nice goal for, for Carter. Uh, so uh, he's off to a hot start using his speed really seems like he's got a good mind for, for offense this season, all of a sudden. So uh, hopefully they keep it going with all three of those lines. Um, then the, the things that are not working so far for the Penguins, the, the fourth line, um, you know, when there's been a lot of pressure, on the Penguins, uh, it, it seems like the, the fourth line is the culprit quite a bit. P.O. Joseph is the culprit quite a bit um, as the the third line uh, defenseman that they've decided to go with. Um, and so those guys need to pick up their game. However, um, I'm distracted now. <laughs> I don't know what is it is it the cricket that's sitting in your ear that's distracting you? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I got my so today I got my uh, earbuds in and I don't even now I can uh, now I can hear the cricket. I guess the cricket wasn't out while it was raining. Sounds like he's sitting on your microphone. <laughs> um, so the fourth line not playing real well, and and they are the penalty killers. The penalty killing stinks. Uh, they're they've given up power play goals until every game until tonight, I think. Uh, but they might give up a power play goal tonight too because they're in overtime with a power play goal. Tom's holding up a finger, so I, I know that the that the Canadians won. And well, I'm just saying they got a minute left on their on the Canadians' power oh. play. So okay, don't, don't count your chickens yet, buddy. I figured uh, I figured because I'm always behind on my feet. Um, so uh, Teddy Bluger, though, uh, close to returning, he's uh, to the to the last Penguins practice in full contact. There you have um, uniform or whatever. So uh, Bluger should be back, and that should help the penalty kill. That should help the fourth line a bit, uh, and we'll and see what we can do from there. And uh, and the Canadians just won. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, you can't Jesus take Christ. a you can't take a penalty in overtime. You just can't do it. Although I, I yeah. didn't get to see, I didn't see the penalty. The, the last penalty they called on the Penguins in the in the third period was such an awful fucking call. It didn't end up costing them, but um, oh boy, it, it could have been the shitty call of the week if we uh, oh. if we. But there's always next week. Time. Yeah, 
it was terrible. Uh, but I didn't see the penalty that they called in overtime to say whether it was legit or not. But, oh, well. OT loss. They got a point tonight. Points What's that like? Games. That's weird. What's that like? <laughs> that must be fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, good for you. Go for it. All right, yourself. Steve. All right, early season surprises. Oh, wait, no, Bill, I'm, I'm jumping in here. Who do you, what do you got this week? I'm sorry, bud. Oh, I, I, uh, I know they got, I know they, they have you some back-to-backs. Do, back you want me to do it for you? The week after next, but yeah, go ahead. They got the uh, LA Kings on, on Thursday, the, uh, the upstart LA Kings and the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets on <laughs> Saturday evening uh, on the road. Yep. And that starts uh, yeah. their West Coast swing. Yeah, and then they go back to back. Well, uh, starting Monday they go back to back. Edmonton and Calgary. Those are yeah. Not, those are not. LA is at their LA is at home though, right? Uh, LA yeah, is in is. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. LA, LA, LA. And uh, right. yeah, every time they go to Edmonton, they get their ass handed to them. They get McDavid and Drysaddle combined for like six goals every time they they play them. So. Oh, good. We'll look forward to that next Monday. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Can't wait. <laughs> all right so early season surprises nick who you got uh you can do multiple yeah. if you want to i'm gonna do yes. you can do players yeah, teams whatever you want yeah that's what i was gonna do so i got um from the aisles uh just two guys just want to call out real surprises uh alexander romanov he has 12 blocks through two games he's been a machine out there just eating up shots and been really responsible and i think that's a big help obviously uh eating up those minutes and hopefully he can you know last all season and you know he hit he makes he looks for big hits and uh he's a physical guy and hey man he's they signed him to, to play alongside dobson for the next you know bunch of years and uh look, looking looking good so far out of the gate which i was i'm just surprised at how how quick it, he, he's really taken to the team um, and then Robin Salo, uh, two goals in three ga- in two games, um, granted two in the same game, but that was a, uh, a very nice surprise. Uh, him taking the shot, he taking the um, position from um, uh, Sebastian Ajo as the six seven guys. I think he's kind of locked it up. I think he's the guy. Um, and so nice surprise to see him really have a really good start. Um, but like that, aside that the league, uh, seeing like I said earlier, Columbus and San Jose combined zero and seven. Uh, that's pretty, pretty wild. And then the fuck the Flyers at two and zero. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Flyers. Yeah. Sure. I also wrote Vegas at three and zero, which I was just. I mean, they're a good team. I just, I'm surprised they're they had a good start so far in there. I have Vegas good, so. as uh, as the as my team that I'm a little yeah. surprised with. I, I thought I really thought well the goaltending woes and right having Phil Kessel on your team really <laughs> really was gonna be be something that. Uh, that was a deterrent, not uh, not a help. Although I don't know how many points he has, uh, but Vegas for sure, and Columbus at, at on the flip side of that, haven't won a game yet. I thought they were going to be uh, a little bit uh, better than that. And, I, and look, it's it's really fucking early, really really early. Um, but uh, another uh, player surprise for me, Mika Zibanejad. He no, notorious for starting. Jesus, he could score 60 this year if he fucking keeps his pace up. Um, I know he'll score more, Bill. <clears throat> but um, he again, he's notorious for for having a slow start, and he really, really picks it up later in the season. But 
having a, a, a hot start. And if you can continue that all season, watch out. Watch out for Mika Zibanejad this year. And Chris Kreider can't fucking buy a goal. I like, I, I know he had a, he had a couple in Minnesota. He did. But what? So how's that not being able to buy a goal? Well, but you should <laughs> tonight. He, he wasn't able to buy a goal tonight. In the other three games, he has had ample opportunities to put the puck in the net, and you just get robbed by goaltenders, and they're just playing them better. And listen, you're not going to have a, a season where you score twenty back to back. So um, you're you're going to get a little. Um, you're going to get stoned a little bit more this year than you, than you were last year. And you're not going to get as lucky as you got last year. Um, so. Uh, I have two, I've got uh, a surprise player on my team, John Marino, really good player. You know, I obviously didn't really watch him that close when he was out in Pittsburgh, but just very positionally sound. He takes care of players in his own end. And he, he gets the puck out of the zone efficiently. He's fundamentally so sound. He is he is a fundamental. He should be playing on the <laughs> Winnipeg Cal- Jets. <laughs> but without no, Cal- a doubt. Calgary Flames. Calgary oh, Flames. Calgary Flames, right. Yeah, yeah. Calgary Flames. Well, he could um, be this year's Calgary Flames. He could be. Just a fundamentally thought, sound hockey player. I thought you were going to be surprised that he went to Harvard. Did you know he went to Harvard? He went uh, to Harvard? They always say it every time. Um, and then the other surprise is uh, the devil's goaltending, and that's obviously to the bad side. Um, it's just further proof that preseason is useless and means nothing because they were very good in the preseason, and they have been very bad in the regular season. And my surprises for the season, uh, the team that surprised me um, is the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck them um, the again. Again, they played you know, Devils one game, so, you know. <laughs> no, that's true. But, but you know, it, then I remembered, you know, teams do tend to, to to get off to a good start when Tortorella's their new coach before. Right. They that, that act wears out thin, right? That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When his act wears thin, when they, when they get tired of his fucking nonsense, they, they always – fade into oblivion so i'm glad that's the future for the flyers fucking uh but right now they're all happy and all of philadelphia is happy because the phillies are going to win a world series the eagles are going to win the super bowl and the flyers are going to win the Santa cup so and the sixers are are poised to have a great season with james harden who will quit on them after 30 games (laughs) exactly um then the my surprises on the penguins uh you know i like i mentioned before kapanen um just having he's always been physically a good has, has had a good presence and been a and been a solid player but just his mind being in the game on the offensive side his confidence looking good so far i'm really hoping that's that's something that's gonna uh continue for him so i mean that it'd be huge for the penguins if they have a, a third line that could be productive um then my then my last surprise is uh casey the smith who who you know lost the game tonight but played but made a lot of strong saves, played really well. Um, last season, uh, you may remember me complaining about him bitterly until the new year. Um, every time he got in a game, the Penguins were not – he did not keep the Penguins in the game. Um, and, uh, and and Coach Sullivan last season did, did put some of the blame on himself for um, his use of DeSmith. He was leaning on Jari so much early in the season that I – and I wonder if that's why he got a start in game three when, uh, you know, they had a 
they have off nights that, you know, they really didn't need, they don't have a back-to-back -back coming up. Um, it was early. I, I thought it was early to see the Smith play and they lost tonight, but I, yeah, I would put that on him. So uh, I, hopefully, you know, uh, our backup goalie uh, gets in the swing of things early and stays there. It's my surprises. And now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong bell. All right. This is a, a question about all of our favorite players, especially Devils fans' favorite player. Okay, this question. Wayne Gretzky Fuck holds the NHL record for most goals scored in a single season. Mm -hmm. How many goals did he score to set the record? Uh, it's very easy to answer this one because it's the year I graduated high school, 93 goals. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, I know you did graduate in 93. I did also, even though you're older than I am, I, I, I graduated. Three, it's three fucking weeks, man. It's only three weeks. I was I'm, a, I'm going to that, cricket, that cricket's going to live longer than the difference in our age. <laughs> I'm going to say 894. 894. Wow. That, that's Boom. I think that's his career goal total. Now we're looking for the total in his record breaking season. Obviously, it's 99, guys. Oh, He's so retired the number. number of goals. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah, Nick. no, that was his that's number. why he wore 99. No, no wait, no. duh. That, we had this fucking let, don't you remember last week? It's a thousand goals. Gretzky has a thousand goals. We know oh, this. We, we learned right. this last week. I thought that it was is the, not a single season total. I thought it was the Blackhawks, the Red Wings, the Rangers, the Canadians, and the, the original Seals. seven. The original seven, yeah, the Seals, yes. The original seven. You're starting to, why are you naming teams? We're looking for a, no, the answer's going to oh, be numerical. Number of goals, right. Number of goals. Numerical. numerical. And there, were, there was original seven. six. There wasn't, there wasn't seven original teams. There was then, wore, then we're going we're gonna to say seven then. Seven, seven goals. Yeah. Now, seven goals, you know, you know for a fact that you – I got a text from you that Chris Kreider is a fucking monster. Every time he scored a goal last season, you know you said more than seven texts. It can't be the record. <laughs> he 50, is and, 50 and 39. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was a good year. That was the record for goals through 39 games. That's the fastest anybody scored 50 goals. That is not a single season. I think you could be wrong. Record. I think you could I, be wrong. I, I am not wrong. I assure you this is not correct. Brent Gretzky. You're not what you're naming his brother now. Why? <laughs> I, I again, I don't know. It just seems like number. every time there's a Wayne Gretzky a trivia question, Brent Gretzky is the answer. I did not ask who the who the most prolific goal scoring brothers were of all time because then he could have said Brent Gretzky and Wayne Gretzky, but um, no, that's not what I asked. Okay, what about Mike and Bob Gartner? Jesus Christ. Who about Phil Bob and Tony Gardner. Esposito for crying out loud. Don't forget them. Tony they were brothers. Goalie. They were brothers. They played er hockey. They, they, Eric and Mark Stahl. Eric and Brett Lindros. How about them? Ooh. All right, look. We, mm. That they wasn't were actually the prolific. question. We're, we're getting away from what the actual question was. So what was again, the question it's, again? It's mm. what, what was about the Wayne Ferraro Gretzky? brothers? Jesus Christ, Bill. He did it in 1992. Oh, did he? <laughs> no. No, again, is it ninety-one uh, goals? No, it's it's not. 
It's, oh, you're so close. You had no, 91, he, no, he, 90 goals, 89, 98, 87, 86, 85. He did it, no, no, he did it on oh. September 2nd. Mm. That's when he broke the record, right? I think that's with, right. With, yeah. with 88 goals. Mm. You mean you mean on 9-2, the date 9-2? How would he have, have 88 goals <laughs> on September 2nd? The season oh. didn't even start yet. Even I know that. That's how good he was. Jesus. You score a thousand goals in a season, you're gonna have you gotta start goals you by September second. If the season had ended on that day, everybody'd be like, "Why did the season end? It didn't season? even start." It. I love that. I love that joke. Uh, I think this answer is actually really simple. It's nine squared, so eighty-one goals. Gotta be right. Oh, nine and yeah, nine math. squared. Holy yeah. math. No. While Bill probably appreciates. Well, actually, actually, I I do know that he did score this goal with a minute and thirty two seconds left on the clock in the period. On the clock, huh? You know what else I know? It's cute. He scored this this uh, goal the day of the Edison Woods explosion. What? Did you not know that? I did not know that. No, because it it didn't happen. It was that was seven ninety. That was seven ninety two, if I'm not mistaken. It couldn't have been in what July of ninety two. You're saying? No, the Edison Woods explosion. Yeah, that was, like, was during the season. That was the night he scored yeah. seven ninety two. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and and Graves and Leach assisted on the goal, right? On the on the, the record setting goal. Yeah, Graves and Leach assisted. Sure, I I guess. I don't think so. Do you have a number? Yeah, Graves was number nine. Leach was number two. Oh, uh, I'm gonna accept that. Ninety-two. <laughs> Ninety-two is a fucking answer. Uh, we were That's so close. Oh my god! Oh, How did we not get was, that? I was all around it. Oh my god! That's How bonkers. We not well, good job, Tom. Uh, your victory leads us into. 20 questions to the power play. I don't, do we even have a name for this? It's still impressions with Nick because he's still impersonating. Yeah, he's still impersonating a game show host. And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen of the Friends of Rivals podcast, get ready for the fastest two minutes of this tight 45 show. It's 20 questions power play. It was a simple. Just two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous person associated with one of the four Friends and Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask the 20 questions rapid fire, while our host, Nick, likely fails horribly in answering and keeping track of all the questions asked. Answers can only come in the form of a yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they hit 20 questions. The power play is expired. Group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Hey, Richard Dawson. See what happens when you your show for until it's Richard time Dawson from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you run through this a couple of times, you, you get you get the feeling on how it goes. All right. All right whenever you're ready. Do we just start questions? Okay. Well, we gotta wait for the time to start. Is this player associated with the Devils? Yes. Oh, this is John McLean. No. Is this a is this a current New Jersey Devil? No. 
Is this a former New Jersey Devil general manager? No. Is he, a former, is he still a current player? Not a goaltender, so no. He's not, not a, a he, we already player. know he's not a current player, Bill. No, he, we knew he wasn't a current devil. We didn't know he wasn't a current player. <sighs> Was this guy on the 1995 Stanley Cup champion team? Yes. Was it Claude Lemieux? No. Uh, a manager of an NHL team right now? No. Was he a forward? He was a forward. Yes. Is it Bobby Holik? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yes, dude. Five seconds left on the clock. the blue nice. line, baby. Bobby Holik. Wowzers. Interesting Bobby, Bobby Holik story. Holik. Interesting Bobby Holik story. We, back in the day, used to go up to South Mountain Arena and stalk the players. <laughs> Um, to get autographs and stuff because we were kids and we had days off and we had nothing better to do and we would go up there. Bobby Holik drove the most ratty. I can only describe it as painter's van you would have ever seen in your life. You know, the kind of van, no windows on the side, just just serial killer van. That's what it like, looked like. Like, could you help me with this couch? Yes, van? that wow. kind of van. Bob, that That's was what Bobby like Holik drove to practice. That's the story. That's that's the story. Okay, terrific. Did you like Tom's that? Tom's talking stories better? <laughs> <laughs> yes, at least mine are in Walmart. Jesus Christ! I'm thinking the one with Theo Fleury actually. <laughs> uh, we found him getting drugs at the drugstore. Drove him right back to exactly. to, to the bottle. We got his autograph, didn't we? Get his autograph, like prescription painkillers. Yeah, prescription. You might have. I, I wasn't going to ask somebody for an autograph in a pharmacy. It's not my style. Would you get it on a box of tampons? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was a, it was a bottle of Advil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much would that be worth anything? No, probably not. Right. No. Damn it. He did wear those cool Nike gloves though. He did have good gloves. All right. Let's go this date in Steve's stomach. <laughs> oh, that feels better. Brought to you. By Coca Cola, uh, Coke. I don't know. Zero sugar. Coke oh, zero Jesus sugar. Christ. Is that what we're doing? Coke zero this sugar. This is why the check. This is why they haven't sent us the check yet. What they sent me a, like, like a life, like a, a year supply of Coke Zero. Why would it go to you? Sugar. You fuck it up every week. Why would they send it to you? <laughs> I'm the host. What do you think it would come to me? Jesus. Jesus. It's Coke Zero sugar. That's what I said. Okay. Zero what date? Perhaps. Go to uh, March 19th, 2018. March 19th, 2018 was a Monday. Coke Zero, 20 ounce, and a granola bar for breakfast. 
chicken Caesar salad from Miyamore Deli, and a diet soda, 20 ounce, was uh, lunch. And dinner was pizza and garlic bread. From where? Uh, Nancy's Townhouse Tavern in Rawway. Wow. We went, we were, we went out, we went out to a friend's house for dinner and that's, we got dinner there. Why did you pick Monday, March 19th in the year 2018? This is a two-parter. I'm sure the listeners cannot wait. Uh, Two-parter. So last week, two strangers aboard an 11-hour Virgin Atlantic flight from London to Cancun were caught in a rather compromising position. Uh, the cabin crews opened the bathroom door to discover a man with his pants down and a woman sitting on the toilet. Uh, before getting on the plane, the two passengers, both in their late 20s, were complete strangers. But shortly after after takeoff, they struck up a conversation across the aisle, and it wasn't long before they were making out. Minutes later, she disappeared into the toilet, and he followed her in. A fellow passenger told the uh, the newspaper. Uh, it was so obvious. Everyone knew what was happening. Uh, so loud and rowdy. Uh, cabin crews took notice and began pounding on the bathroom door. Um, one flight attendant said, would you jeopardize your holiday for a blowjob? And the man said, yes. I don't know. <laughs> if he, I don't know if he said that, but that's what I would have said. Uh, the man uh, tried to argue. Uh, that the woman was ill and he was in the bathroom to lend a helping hand. Um, they were not even traveling together. Um, so the passengers um, passengers told the newspaper that the woman was drunk, obviously, when she showed up to the flight at 2.30 or at 12.30 p.m. at a girl. Uh, when wow. she returned from her seat from the bathroom, um, her disrupted behavior continued. And the woman got into a fight with her friend and traveling companion. Uh, she was uh, arrested in Mexico. Ooh, arrested in Mexico? Yeah. We're going to... yeah. Can you hear that? So, now, here's the second part of the story. Hardly, hardly seems like it was Tom Worthy. Well, so, we're going to say a part. Now we need the, yeah, the punchline. Now, this is a story about correctly have sex on an airplane according to flight attendants so you might want to pay attention to this because the flight attendants know best so start taking notes guys it's it's got to be in the bathroom right where where else could it be so we're gonna we're gonna give you uh you're gonna be three different flights that we're gonna talk about one is your standard domestic flight standard issue step one start an argument um, like maybe uh, one of you is bogarting the sky. Oh, that's really stupid. Uh, but start an, an argument and um, and um, reread yeah. the just, article. Just, pre-read well, the article well, before you start the segment. Is that no? Because I was gonna. They they make really stupid jokes. Like maybe one of you is bogarting, right? Bogarting. Who says fucking bogarting anymore? The sky mall, and then you have sky mall on. The, and on anybody the who's ever written for National Lampoons, <laughs> or won't shut off the reruns of Good Morning LA. LA, LA. Sure, there's LA. a ninety-seven percent chance someone will live tweet it. <laughs> but they oh, don't know your real names. 
Um, this is uh, not a good article, is it? This is, yeah, this is... it's it's pretty cheesy. It forces uh, <laughs> one person to get up and leave, and um, the other person will go and find you in the bathroom, and then you can have sex while you scream at each other while in the bathroom. That's what this flight attendant says. Okay. I mean, I, I get the okay. premise. Yeah. So uh, flight number two is a domestic red eye. Red eye. If you don't domestic know what a red eye, eye is. Not a brown eye? It is an uh-huh. overnight flight. Overnight. Typically going from the West Coast to the East Coast. <clears throat> so you want to book a red eye flight according to our FAs. Uh, flight really gives a fuck on those flights. So if you think about it, you're almost halfway there if you haven't boarded yet. Um, select the aisle and a window seat in the same row. That is key. So no one sits in the middle seat. Um, ideally on a flight uh, that doesn't typically sell out since people rarely choose middle seats. If everything works out, you should have the whole row to yourself. Uh, wait until the meal service has ended in first class and the cabin lights go out. Watch the lights in the front of the plane. Once they go out too, that's your cue. Snuggle up under the blanket that you brought in your carry-on bag. No one needs to uh, no one needs to be playing the STD blame uh, when the real culprit is the airplane. Uh, the seats are so cramped that you wouldn't believe uh, this ridiculous position people sleep in. Um, so the passengers would conceivably do a reverse cowgirl or other positions that look like they were really sleeping. Do it underneath the blanket, but remember, be quiet. People are sleeping and watching Eat, Pray, Love right next to you. I got to disagree with the last one. And the last one is on an international red eye. Now, if you're traveling anywhere overseas on vacation for business uh, to catch an international art thief, oh, God. This, oh lord this who the fuck is, wrote this shit this, this, that's the next game we're gonna play we're gonna guess where did this article come from <laughs> oh, uh, whatever God. make it an overnight flight since uh most bigger planes uh that fly international routes don't allow for two people in a three uh don't allow for two people in three seats what does that mean uh what would the section and pairs of double seats on each side okay the, the in-seat option is less likely to work. Uh, request a seat and coach uh, near the mid-cabin restrooms. Wait until the flight attendants start taking their break. This is the first, uh, this is after their first real meal service. Again, the cabin lights going out in the front of the plane is your cue. Wait for a lull in the business at the mid-class, uh, mid-cabin restrooms. Um, after people start falling asleep, this typically happens around three to four hours in the flight. Once again, no one cares um, as much on these flights. So as soon as you see the restrooms are empty, make your move and snag one. Have a long, meaningful discussion about your future as a couple in the airplane bathroom <laughs> or bang each other's brains out. Your call. So those are better, the three, those are the three a, different flights you can take. And that's exactly from the flight attendants telling you exactly how to have sex on an airplane uh, and join the mile high club. When you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. 
It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. The fourth option is just hand out this article to everybody. They will all pass out immediately and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> they will all go right to sleep. I, I have I have the fifth option. It's a flight from Seattle to Arizona. Oh. Because apparently you could finish four times four on time. that flight. Wow, even after that? taking an hour nap. The stamina on those people. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers. So I'm going to uh, guess that this article came from Esquire.com. My guess, I was actually going to say that it was on the uh, bottom of a Snapple cap. <laughs> uh, Cosmo. That's a really small letter, Bill. I don't think they could put this on the bottom of a cap. It's going to be a Cosmo article. Uh, it is not. It's from a site called the Thrill thrilllist.com thrillist it's the cosmo of the internet yeah it really <laughs> is. is is that right yeah just <laughs> fucking i mean you should have done us all a favor and and read it first and kind of taken all that shit out of it what what shit this was good information what are you talking about how to have sex on an airplane now you do and that's why you listen to this show Huh? Oh, really, I gotta, I gotta lose like sixty pounds to pull any of that off. Though, still, I mean, no, I, I think you, I think you can pull off that middle one or the international flight. The bathrooms are bigger; you'd be fine. Dude, I can't have sex with myself in one of those bathrooms. Are you kidding? Wait, have you tried? <laughs> yeah, do you remember when he showed up with that blue water all over himself? <laughs> did, did Not you... a good lubricant, as it turns out. <clears throat> Did you recently go on a flight from Seattle to Arizona? <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> oh my god! You really brought the show to a fucking screeching halt, man. Yeah. I thought I would take a different direction this week. Apparently, I was wrong. Ladies and I gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, they're not all home runs. Oh, and and listen, in some cases, they're strikeouts. We, we are going back to just the scum of the earth next week for sure. I think I'm gonna, that's what the people want. Well, listen, they want they want sex with Olaf. That's what they want. That's what they want. Uh, that's what they want. And, and that's, that's what you shall do. Or inflatable them. toys. That or, yeah, yes. The, listen, what, what do you think is worse? Going into a Target and banging an Olaf or going next to your next door neighbors and banging a pool float? No, nah, the Olaf is by far worse. Yeah. So you can't go into a Target and start banging the stuffed animals. No. It, what? They, they I, I mean, at least you have some chance of privacy if you sneak into your neighbor's yeah. house and and there's a raft there that's just that's really true. turning the pool float. Raft that's shouldn't true fucking love. dress like that if it doesn't want it anyway. That's what I say. The pool float is true love. The Olaf <laughs> is just a one night stand. All uh, right. Well, listen, that that's good to know, especially from Steve. <clears throat> Are you gonna fucking turn it on me? Your fucking <laughs> shitty stories. You're gonna now try and turn it on me? I don't think so, pal. <laughs> no, that that was uh, that was abysmal. <clears throat> yep. All right, that that that's definitely going to do it for us. I'm getting out of here right now. Nobody, uh, nobody left us a review, of course. Of course. Well, now. <laughs> well I, maybe you never know. All right, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals on the Facebook uh, friends and rivals podcast, YouTube friends and rivals. Uh, click, comment, and share. We actually had four views of our YouTube video last week. Wow. Four. Nice. I was shocked. That means Absolutely at least shocked. two people watched it because we know Tom watched it three times. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I caught the end, so I think I was the fifth. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, we will read them on the air if you do want us to turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Say something, Woody. How's that taste with Tom, Nick, Steve, and Bill coming down your throat? Oh, uh, uh, it's Collinsworth. Hey, you should let him do the heavy lifting. This is not impressions <laughs> with Bill. Oh, sorry. All right, I just, just admire him so much. Yeah, sing us out. Oh, my friends and rivals, flyers fuck, flyers fuck, flyers fuck off. Flyers fuck, flyers fuck, flyers fuck.